Okay, uh, good morning. Today's Daf Mem Dalad 44. It's the last uh, last Daf of the Perik. Okay, so the Mishnah says, we've actually mentioned some of the main points of this Mishnah, but if they bring for him salt, a salted dish, a salted food, Tchila first, upas imo, and then bread. You say the broch on the salted dish, and that exempts the pas, because the pas is secondary to it. Now there's two, so just two interesting, uh, I don't want to go into the exact halacha, but from here is, first it says if you eat the salt, so we see that if you only, let's learn like as follows, if you're only eating the bread because to like take a little bit of the salt out of the salted food, well then the bread is toffle, you don't really want the bread, you really only want the salted food. And then um, from that also we saw interesting, it says if you eat the meliach tchile, if you eat the salted food first. So some hold you have to, you only say the first, you say the brocha on the ikar is exempts the toffel, the second one, where you eat the salted, where you eat the ikar first. But if you would eat the ikar second, some hold you would not be yotze. Um, a second possible aloha is that... Um, you don't actually have to eat them at the same time for it to be ikavatofel. You might think, when can you say ikavatofel that you say the broch on one and not the other? Is when you're mixing them together and eating them. Or you're taking a bite of bread with spread or crackers with spread on. Well, then the crackers, the ikar, and it exempts the tofel, etc., something like that. But um, here we see that even if you're eating them one after the other. Okay, and ze'aklal, this is the general rule. Kol hu ikar ve'imot feila, anything that it is ikar and with it you have the tfeila, mavarechala ikar upoiterasat feila. That you, you say the brocha on the ikar and it exempts the tofel. So the Gemara asks, Mi ikar midi dahave meliach ikar upastfeila. Is there anything that the meliach, the salted food, would be ikar and the bread would be secondary? I think basically any time you're sitting down to eat, the bread is going to be primary. Why would you, you want to fill up a bit, you want to improve the flavor, whatever, but the bread will be primary? When is this? Omar have bread ravavia? See, it's, it's hard. From this, it sounds like we're going to have one exception to the rule. Whereas how I, I just explained the Mishnah, and as far as I remember in Allah, I don't think, they would extend the rule to other things. But let's just follow in the Gemara. So, Omar Ravacha, Braid Ravavia. Omar Ravashi, Ravacha, Braid Ravavia, said, Neymar Ravashi. But Oichol, Peiros Gnusar Shonu. The Mishnah is speaking about Peiros Gnusar. Rashi explains they fruit from the area around the Kinneret. And they were very, very special that they're even more choshuv. People love them so much, they were more choshuv than bread. Omar Rabbi Bachana, Kevin and Ozla Basle, the Rabbi Yochan, Rabbi Bachana said when we were going, following Rabbi Yochan, the Mechel Paris Gunusa, to eat these Paris Gunusa, Ki Havinan Beimea, Maktina and Leila, Kol Chad Vachad, Asor Vasora. When there were a hundred of us with Rabbi Yochanan, then he would split, uh, he would give us each ten or um, ten. When there were ten of us, he would give each of us a hundred. In other case, I don't know, Rabbi Yochanan obviously got them in bulk. He bought a thousand of these uh, Perus Gunusar. And when he had a hundred students, he'd give them each ten. When he had ten, stu- uh, ten uh, assistants, ten students, he'd give them each a hundred. Um, a basket with a volume of three sayah would hold a hundred of these. Now that it works out to be a huge amount, because a basket, um, uh, 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 yeah, without going into the calculation, basically it's 400. Each basket ho- could hold 400 and had the volume of 432 eggs. Three says the volume. I don't know 400. So it's a 
big stack of eggs, big, it's a big basket, and they'd have a, you'd fit a hundred of these fruits in that. So it's also a very big, they're a big fruit. And then it says, V'ochilahu, Rabbi Yochanan would eat through his hundred food, V'mishtavetz a lot times on, and he would say, he never, he'd take a shvoy, I haven't eaten any food. I, I could, what is he, what's he saying? Have space for, many, for much more. You know, you eat a whole meal and you're stuffed and then you have still lots and lots of space for dessert. So after eating a hundred of these fruits, Rabbi Yochanan would say, I take a shua, I haven't eaten anything. The Gemara says, he takes a shua that he hasn't eaten anything. He has eaten, he's eaten a hundred of these foods. He says, no, he would take a shua that he has not been sustained. He hasn't achieved sustenance. These fruits were really more of a delicacy and they didn't fill him up. So therefore he took a shua that he wasn't at all sustained from the fruit. Um, I don't know what type of fruit, but that's uh, this Peirus Ginusa were very choshev. Rabbi Yochanan uh, ate when they would. Uh, we'll see a few other examples of how far they went when they got the opportunity to eat these. Um, yeah, I have a feeling there's something more uh, symbolic, metaphorical going on in the background. I'm just not sure what it is. Rabbi Avu Achol Adahave Sorik like. Rabbi Avua would eat, when he got the opportunity, he would eat so many of these Peiros Gnusar that, his, that a, sl- a fly would slip from his forehead. I, he would get so, his skin would get so oily from the fruit that, he, that uh, flies wouldn't even be able to stick to him. Rabbi Ami, Rabbi Ravasi, Kavi Ochli, Ad Dnusar Shahu. Rabbi Ravami and Ravasi would eat so much that their hair would start to fall out. Rabbi Shimon would eat until he became delirious. And then Omar Lahu Rabbi Yochanan Ladvay Nasiya have a Mashade Layla Lay Rabbi Yehuda Nasiya Baul Shavasrei Maisi Layla Vaisa. So then Rabbi Yochanan would quickly send a message to the to Rabbi to Rabbi Yehuda Nasiya, who would send a troop of soldiers to go get Rabbi Shlokish and bring him back home. Okay, so maybe they were, seems to also have had some uh, alcoholic effect or something like that. I don't know. Alcohol. Okay, so yeah, the Masha obviously explains the, the uh, Gareth. I didn't get a chance to look at it. Once we're speaking about this amazing fruit of Eretz Yisrael, we're going to mention a, a, a few other milers of Eretz Yisrael, of special, of special cases within Eretz Yisrael. Yana HaMelech had a city on Har HaMelech. Har HaMelech was an area. They would have to send... 60,000 baskets of tunas for those cutting the figs. Ma'erif Shabbos, Ma'erif Shabbos for each week. There were so many figs that there were so many workers that to feed them it, was, uh, it took 60,000 uh, tons of tuna. And that's uh, the amount of uh, workers. Again, I think this is all exaggeration, but uh, in line of uh, speaking the praise and the bounty of Eretz Yisrael. There was a tree that Yana Melech had in this area, Haramelech. They would take down from it 400 sayers of young birds from three different broods each month. I don't know what the nature of that tree was, but there were these birds were just uh, brooding and brooding that he could collect six, uh, what, what was it, uh, 
400 sayer of these young birds three times a month. Okay, again, I'm pretty sure it's an exaggeration. Not sure what it's coming for. Kiasar of Yitzhak Omar, Irachas Hoysab Eretz Israel, Gufanis Shemal. There was a city in Eretz Israel called Gufanis. Shahoyu Boshmoinim Zugos Achim Kohanim, Nasuaj Lishmoinim Zugos Achios Kohanim. Where there were 80 cases of two brothers who were Kohanim marrying two sisters who were Kohanim. They checked uh, from Surah to Nahardai, and they never, this is in uh, um, Bavel, and they didn't find any cases of two brothers marrying two sisters. Bar, except for, except for the two daughters of Rav Chizda married Rami Bar Chama and Maruk, the brothers Rami and Marukva, the son of Chama. It says, And even though the daughters were Kohanim, the men, Barhamah's um, uh, family, were not Kohanim. So it was very rare that you found two brothers married two sisters. I think one of the malas it's speaking about is the purity of the Kohanim in Eretz Yisrael. At least at some point they were so particular that you often had Kohanim marrying Kohanim, just to, or your female Kohanim marrying, daughters of Kohanim marrying Kohanim, to make sure that the Yichus was verifiable. And once they had good Yichus, they'd keep it. So then another brother, once they knew that they found good Yichus, pure lineage of Kohanim, then the brother would marry the other sister. Okay, Omar, now back to our discussion. Omar, of course, Surah, well, touching closer back to our discussion of Ikavatovil. Omar, of Surah, Shaim Bomelech, any Surah that does not have salt, Aino Surah is not considered a Surah. Omar, Bukhira Baraba, Omar, Biyokhan, and Kol Surah, Shaim Bosaraf, Aim Bosurah. Any meal that does not have soup is not considered a meal, maybe not considered a Khoshiv meal. And we mentioned, I mean, I'm not sure exactly what Rav's saying, but we did mention in the past that there's a certain, um, there does seem to be a special dimension to have salt on the table when you eat, to remember the covenant, the bris melach, the covenant of salt we have with Hashem. There are more brings that, um, there are more brings that, are, and the reason is because uh, the table's like the shulchan. We brought another reason from Tosas early on in the Masetta, but that's what, there are more brings, and maybe that's what he's saying, that you must have salt at your meals. Not sure. Um, okay, new Mishnah. You know, this, so the, the, just back to, in summary of this Mishnah, the, the main halachic point for us is that the concept of ikar v'tofel. If you're having food, a primary food and you're having another food just because of the primary food, then you say the only the broch on the primary food. So let's say you're having crackers with butter on. So the main food is the crackers. That's what's there to fill you up. It's just to add in the butter to add a little bit of flavor. Tomato sauce on chips, on, uh, on, uh, on fried chips. Main food is the fried chips. And the tomato sauce are just to add a little bit of flavor. So you wouldn't say a broch on that. You'd only say the broch on the primary food. It seems even if you eat them one after the other. So they bring, for example, let's say people having a strong drink and then you chase it with some... Uh, little bits of crack or croutons or something like that. So then you only say the broch on the drink. And then you don't say a broch on the secondary food that you're only having just to get the sting out or whatever it is. That would be another example. That's the one type of ikavatofel is when you're having two types of food. Another type of ikavatofel to be aware of is where you're having a mixture. I Let's say, to keep it simple, pardon? Fruit salad. Fruit salad. 
Well, that's not going to the juice, but just the difference. So you have uh, poor, poor pineapple, peaches, pears, apples, I don't know, or different fruits. Some are harama and some are haets. So there, when you've got a mixture, you go off, you, the general rule is you go off to the majority, unless, as we saw earlier, unless there's mazonas. Mazonas we view as the ikar always. So that's just uh, very basically, there's a lot more points to go into, but that very basically is some of the halachas of ikar v'tofel. Um, new Mishnah. If you eat dates, figs, or pomegranates, and it seems any of the seven species, holds you say, after. So whenever we say three brachas, we mean because the primary parts of is bracha on hazan, on the sustenance, on the food, bracha on Eretz Israel, and bracha on, and a bracha on Yerushalayim. So those are the, that's the, that's the three brochas. That's benchmark. Says no, you say one brocha which includes all three aspects. Rabbi Yakuva Omer Afilu Ochal Shalak Vahu Mazaina Mavorikalov Shalosh Brochas. Rabbi Yakuva says no, even if you eat a cooked vegetable and it is his sustenance, all you're having for supper is roast vegetables or something like that, or cooked vegetables, then you would say Shalosh Brochas, you'd say the three brochas. Full benching. Three brochas means full branching. No, so he's saying the seven species. No, and then the Rabbonim, the Chachomim, come along and say, you say, Allah, what we call Allah Michi or Allah Eitz. We're going to a moment tomorrow. And Rabbi Akiva says, no, on anything that you eat as your meal, as your food, as your sustenance, you would say benching on. We're going to their opinions in the Gemara. Someone's drinking water because they're thirsty, they say, Rabbi Tafon says, no. So again, an interesting machloikas. What do you say when you're about to have a glass of water? Do you say shakol or do you say borei nafashos? That's the machloikas in the Mishnah. Before, before. All this, well, the first part of the Mishnah is discussing the after bracha. And now this machloikas of what happens if you drink water is discussing the bracha before. We'll see regarding the after bracha on other foods in the Gomorrah. My time at the Rabban Gamliel. What's the source for Rabban Gamliel? Then Rabbi Gamil came along and says, you say the full benching on all, well, even the fruit of the seven species. Obviously on wheat and barley we know you say benching. The Chiddush of Rabbi, you say three brachas. The Chiddush of Rabbi Gamil is that you said even on the fruit, even on ta'inim verimonim, anovim ta'inim verimonim, etc. So what's his source? The Chiv as the Pasuk says. Now this is three psukim, one after the other. Eretz, Chitos, Soir, etc. The seven species. Uksiv and then it's written, Eretz, Asher, Loi, Vemiskainos, Tocha, Bolechem. A city that without scarcity, you'll eat bread. Etc. Uksiv, and then the third possible, you will eat and you'll be satisfied and you'll bless Hashem your God. Again, it just interests us, etc., on the land. And that's where we know to bless Eretz Yisrael. But just for us, what's the point? It goes straight from mentioning the praise of, this, of Eretz Yisrael, the seven species, and then it, okay, it interrupts at the possible, we'll discuss it now, but it says that we'll eat bread without any interruption. And then it goes on to say, and you bench. So Rabbi Gamliel says, you see, your benching goes back on the foods mentioned in the, recently. Rabbonon. Oh, so why don't the rabbis learn like that? Why do the rabbis say only for, you don't say benching on the fruit of the seven species? So he says, Eretz hifsik inya. No, the word Eretz interrupts the matter. 
What he means is, again, the first pasuk is Eretz Chitus Sa'ara, the famous pasuk listing the seven species. The next pasuk is Eretz Asher Loi Bemiskanes Toichel Bo Lechem, etc. A land you'll be able to eat bread without any scarcity. And then the third pasuk is Vachalta Vazavata Ayo Beg. Now, it didn't have to start the second pasuk with Eretz, because we already started the first pasuk with Eretz. We start the first pasuk saying Eretz Chitus Sa'ara, a land of wheat and barley, etc. The second possible could have just started where you will eat without any lacking. Why well, did I have to say a land which you will eat without any lacking? So that's clearly interrupting and saying there's a new point. And that speaks about eating bread. So Rabbon and say, Eretz Hifzik Inyan, it interrupts the matter. It's making a separation between the obligation to bench and the Apostle listing all seven species. Rabbon Gamil Nami, Eretz Hifzik Inyan. Oh, how's Rabbon Gamil going to explain the interruption? He uses that to exclude if you just chew wheat. Remember we learned that if you chew wheat, the brochas, I guess it depends exactly how, but let's say, or you wouldn't bench on it. Rabbi Daniel says, the first pasuk comes and tells us, a land of wheat, barley, etc. And then the second pasuk tells us, a land which you will not lack anything and you can eat bread. So he says, the second pasuk is telling, going back on the first part, what type of wheat do you say, benching on? Not any wheat that you eat, even if you just chew wheat kernels, but only on... Um, Bread like I primary food wheats, porridges, bread, crackers, um, those sort of things you would say uh, um, you would say uh, you, that's when you would bench. So that's what he learns the interruption of the Poskins coming to teach us. Um, yeah, so that's uh, that's the Machloikas. Again, Ramagamla comes along and learns. He connects the first pasuk of Eretz Chitos Sa'ira Gefen Ta'ino Rimon Eretz Zayis Shemenu Tavash to the third pasuk of Achal Tavasavata. When you eat them, you will be satisfied. Uveirachto, and then you'll bless Hashem. You'll say benching. Amar Yaakov Aridi Amar Mifanina Kolshim Achamei Shaminim Mitchila Mavarichal Abrahim Name Is Zaynos. If it's one of the five grains, you would say Mazonus beforehand and uh, and Ma'ain Sholosh afterwards. Let me go back. Sorry, let me go back a step. Um, just before we come, so just to contrast the different the, the opinions, as you see, Rabban Gamil learns you say benching, full benching on any of the seven species. Rabbi Akiva on the other extreme says. No, look, the Pasuk says, Anytime you eat and you're satisfied, you bless, you say benching. So he says, so if you're having roast potato with, uh, as your meal, or baked potato as your meal, that would be, you'd say benching on that. That's our equivalent. And the Chachomim learned in the middle, it says, no, it's speaking about lechem, one second, it says, speaks about lechem, and then it says, only on bread do you bench. Okay, yes. No, so that's what we're going. So, what about what about if it's um, yeah? It's a little bit confusing. But what happens about so now we're going to discuss what about things like pasta or porridge that isn't bread? So that's what. Um, 
Anything that is from the five grains, the brocha before it is Borahimina and afterwards you say Ach Birchas Achas Ma'in Sholosh. The five grains we generally say wheat, this is how we generally translate them wheat, barley, rye, oats, and spelt. Rabbi Bamori says the name of Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, anything that is from the seven species, basically going back on the fruit, you say Borepria eats before it, and Birchas Achas main Shalosh, one brocha that includes the three aspects of benching afterwards. Yeah, Rashi explain um, anything. So when he comes along and he says any of the seven species, he means anything besides the one we've just mentioned, I besides from the five grains. The f- interesting enough, I should have mentioned this, Rashi brings it, that the five grains are actually the wheat and barley, and then the other three are, what would you call it, uh, subcategories of wheat and barley. So they're part of the seven species. All f- the five grains are part of the seven species. And you say, and afterwards you say, Rabbi Bar Mori says the name of Yeshua ben Levi, on the seven, any of the seven species, but Rashi explains it means any of the rest of the seven species, besides wheat and barley. Because that we've already discussed. You would say, We would say, at the beginning, and now the Gemara Asamalei Rabbiya Rabdimi Ma'ininu Abaya asked Rabdimi What is this Birchas Achas Ma'in Sholosh My Birchas Achas Ma'in Sholosh Now I'm good. towards the end I'm going to change the gears a bit To read like the Gra It just flows a bit easier Also to take note That this is not the exact same Text we have in our Birchas Achas Ma'in Sholosh What we call Alamichia um, But you'll, you'll notice it slightly differently Okay the that's uh, discussed elsewhere. Amale, uh, that, the poskib discussed. Amale, so he said to him, "Aperida eats, ala eats, valpria eats." Oh, sorry, on fruit, you say ala eats, valpria eats, val. But obviously, Baruch Ata Hashem and Okeinu Melech Olam. Ala eats, valpria eats, val tunumas hasere val eats. Came the table chavos in chalta lavasene lechol pi mpiom and it's moment to war. Then he says, V'choyseim, and you concluded, I'm skipping to the next line, Ala Oretz v'ala Michia. On the land and the... Yeah, Ala Oretz v'ala Michia gets... Sorry, let me just... I don't think I'm reading it in the best way. I'm actually going to read it. So, sorry. Ending off with the brocha, included in that brocha, if you just look at it, there's a, there's a concession for the, um, on the land, which is good, that Hashem uh, gave to our forefathers, and then you ate from its fruit, and you satiated from its goodness, and then Hashem should have mercy on Yerushalayim, 
his, his city, etc. So we see the three aspects of benching included in this bracha. Um, then it says, um, for if it's from the five grains, you would say, etc. Carrying on with the same bracha as we just said. And then, you end off, for fruit, how do you end off the ala etval priya et? Rav Chizda Omar ala oret val peros seho verb Yochanan Omar al ha oret val peros. Rav Chizda from Babel says you say for the land and its fruit, and Rabbi Yochanan says for the land and fruit. So Omar Rav Amnon v'loy pligi. They're not arguing. Hold on, v'holuhu. It depends whether you're speaking about fruit from Babel or fruit from Eretz Yisrael. Now the thing what the Gemara is going to challenge now. Yeah, so let's just summarize that, make sure we have a clear up to here. We said for the five grains, you say, Alamichi v'ala kalkala, Baruchat HaShem elokeinu melech olam, Alamichi v'ala kalkala, Altunumas asode, etc., the same, and then you end off, Ala oret v'ala michia. For fruit, you would start, Baruchat HaShem elokeinu melech olam, Ala eitz v'al priya eitz, Altunumas asode, v'al eretz chemde, etc., all the way to, and then you would end off, um, or, that's according to Rabbi Yochanan, you'd say, Remember, Rabbi Yochanan is from Eretz Yisrael. Rav Chizda comes along and he says, No, you say, It's fruit. And the Gemara answers, The difference is whether you're from Babel or from Eretz Yisrael. So the Gemara challenges that. It says, They eat the fruit of Eretz Yisrael. Remember, this is in Babel, Rav Nachman speaking. They eat the fruits of Eretz Yisrael and we say, the bracha for the fruit in Eretz Yisrael. Because remember, whenever we say Allah Oretz, what are we thanking Hashem for? We're not thanking Hashem for South Africa. We're not thanking Hashem for Babel. We thank, we pray, or praising Hashem for Eretz Yisrael. So to say Allah Oretz for Al Peru, which Rab Chizda said, you say Allah Oretz for the land and its fruit. So that doesn't make sense. Who's, who's eating its fruit? Who's eating the fruit of Eretz Yisrael? There's Rabbi Yochanan, the Israelis. So it doesn't make sense that we should say in Chuzla Oretz for the land and its fruit. So he says, so he explains, Yeah, you're right. Switch them around. Rabbi Yochanan was the one. Rabbi Yochanan in Eretzel says, Are oh, you eating fruit in Eretzel? You say, For the land and its fruit. And in Bavel, in Chutz what would you say? Just, um, so that's the sugi on the afterbrocha of the seven species. Again, this is all in line with the Psak of the Rabbonin, which is what we follow, that you don't bench on the seven species like Rabban Gamil says. You say, well, if it's grain, ala michia, and if it's fruit, ala eight. Tosos bring at the, it's Tosos ala eight val priya it says, aval ala yain, mevorchim ala gefen val priya gefen. On one, you say, ala gefen val priya gefen, to kivain, yeah, this is Tosos divra maskil ala eight. Um, ava, a de kivain de yain, kover brochel atmo, mishum chashivose, hu din la achrov. Sorry. Um, just as one got a special bracha beforehand, remember one should be Borei Priya but it got a special bracha Borei Priya Gofen. So to afterwards, theoretically you could say Ala Eitz, but it gets a special bracha Ala Gefen. Then it just a bit further down, very interesting, it says over Sefer Hamamuni, in the Sefer of Hamamuni of the Rambam. You don't see Tosos quote the Rambam that often, but he's quoting Rambam here. He says, He requires us to mention 
um, what's relevant to that day on Shabbos and Yom Tov, and that's what we do. We add in Alamichia. Remember, if you're saying Alamichia on Shabbos, you say over at Seivach instead of Yom Shabbos Hazeh, and on Yom Tov you say on Rosh Chodesh you say Vachodesh. Uh, I don't remember the phrase off by heart, but you add in a special phrase for Rosh you add in a special phrase for Yom Tov. So that's from, that tells us bring from the Rambam. And then he says very interestingly because... Uh, I'll mention one second, but then he brings, he says, The world doesn't have this minak. I mean, we clearly do have that minak, so I'm not sure where it changed, because generally, I mean, Hakim were more likely to follow Tosfos. But Tosfos says we don't have that minak. But as I said... Uh, Um, but we we do say we do mention parts of, part of uh, we do mention Ma'ena something that's uh, uh, mentioned the day the uniqueness of the day and the Balei Tosfos stretched all the way from you can say Rabbeinu Tam till about the Rosh which is Rabbeinu Tam was maybe a little bit earlier if not a similar time to the Rambam so the latter Balei Tosfos did live after. The Bali Tosfos were was more almost a uh, movement. Well, it started by Rashi's grandson, Rabbeinu Tam, and uh, uh, Rivam, and maybe Rashbam. But they, they were Rashi's grandchildren, some of it. But uh, it, it was a, almost a whole movement. It was, a, I guess, a style and approach to learning that uh, lasted for a few hundred years. The, the Bali Tosfos, what we have on the side, is a collection from... One of the Bale Tosfos, or a collection of some of the notes, you get other, you get Tosfos Harosh. That's the Rosh wrote down his, his set of Tosfos, the questions and answers and analysis, and Tosfos Rabbeinu Peretz, etc. There's interesting stuff, there's Tosfos Chachme Anglia, Tosfos from England. Um, so it was, a, it was like a yeshiva movement uh, that spread uh, in Ashkenaz, and the, pr- the primary way that they learned, I guess, the Roshivas were the Roshivas of those lands. Uh, Germany, France, England, etc. at that time were mostly the Baletosos. Okay, carry on. Om Rebita Baravdimi Mishum Rabbeinu. Rabbita Baravdimi said in the name of our Rebbe, I Rav, Al Haboyev Al Minei Kufra Bitchilam Avare Shakol of a Sof Borin and Fashos Rabbois, etc. You say Shakol on eggs and meat, and afterwards you say Borin and Fashos. Aval Yerok Allah, but you don't say Borin, you don't say an after broth on vegetables. Rabbi Yitzchak, Omar, Afilu, Yeroko, Avamailo. He says, no, Rabbi Yitzchak said, you do say a brok on the off, you do say an off the brok on vegetables, but not on water. Rav Papa, Omar, Afilu, Maya. Rav Papa said, even on water. So we have a three-way makloikas. Rav Yitzchak bar, so what's it? Rav Yitzchak bar Avdimi said, you only say it on meat and eggs. I significant shakofits, but on vegetables, which aren't like that, that big a deal, you don't say barana for shas. Next, Rav Yitzchak came along and says, no, you only say it on, you do say it on vegetables. Vegetables are significant enough, but not water. And Rav Papa came along and said, you say it in, even on water. Mazutra ovid ke Rav Yitzchak bar Avdimi. Mazutra would do like Rav Yitzchak bar Avdimi. Rav Simi bar Ashi ovid ke Rav Yitzchak. Rav Simi bar Ashi would do like Rav Yitzchak. V'simonech, the way to remember it, chad ke trey chad. Very interesting. The one who had two names, Yitzchak bar well, the one who has one name, Marzutra, follows the one who has two names mentioned, Yitzchak Baravudimi. And the one who has two names, Rav Simi Barashi, 
was followed the one who had one name. Okay, that's the Simon to remember it. Ravashi says, when I remember, I go like all of them, which the commentaries explain, especially Tosa's that. You say the after bracha on all of them, even water. Tosa says that. And our minag is to follow Ravashi, that we say even after drinking water and even after eating vegetables. Interesting I don't know what Ravashi meant when he says, when I would remember, then I would do like all of them. I can't imagine Ravashi being the sort of person. Ravashi was the one who compiled the Gemara, so he's one of the greatest Amoraim. I can't imagine him being the sort of person who just forgot to say Borena Fashos. Well, when I, when, that he says, when I remember, I would say it. I don't, don't know what that means. Or he could at least say, the Psak is you say it. But I don't always remember. It sounds like it depends kind of on his remember. Like <laughs> no, but I'm saying, but that's not like still, if I wanted to tell you, let's say I said, the halach is on Rosh Chodesh, you, for, you say Yalev Yovah. Yeah, I sometimes forget it. Or the halach is, you say Borena Fashos after every, after eggs, after meat, vegetables, and water, but I sometimes forget it. That's, that's how you'd explain it. say, when I remember, then I follow all of them. That, that just sounds, in my, in my mind it sounds strange. I'm not sure what exactly you're saying. Tanan. We learned in the Mishnah, Kol she'etu and bracha l'achrof ton bracha l'fonov. Anything that requires an after bracha requires a bracha beforehand. V'yesh she'etu and bracha l'fonov ain't ton bracha l'achrof, but there are things that require bracha beforehand but not afterwards. So, so now we're going to analyze this. What things require a bracha beforehand but not necessarily afterwards? So Bishlam Rav Yitzhak Barav Dimi makes sense according to Rav Yitzhak Barav Dimi la'afuke yorko According to Rabbi Yitzchak, it's to exclude vegetables, and according to Rabbi Yitzchak, it's to exclude water. Because according to them, if you would, well, according to if you would eat a vegetable, you'd say a bere but you wouldn't say borena fashos. According to Rabbi Yitzchak, even if you would have, okay, you would have say a bracha, you'd say borena fashos on vegetables, but if you had water, you wouldn't say. So. Okay, so I understand a case where you say a bracha beforehand, but not after bracha. Says Ella Rabbi la but according to Rabbi you say after bracha on all food. Says no, la mitzvahs to exclude mitzvahs. I mitzvahs, you don't say, we say a bracha when we put on tefillin, we don't say a bracha when we take off our tefillin, we say a bracha when we shake lulav, we don't shake a lulav, we don't say a bracha when we're packing our lulav away. So he does this. So he says, no, livnei marova, the bossa, masalke, tefillayum, avorch. So that's very good, okay, so now we have an answer. He says, oh, livnei marova, the bossa, masalke, tefillayum, avorch, asher, kirishan, b'mitzvahs, vishmo, chukom, lachfukai ma. According to the ones who do say a bracha in Eretz Yisrael, there were those who had the practice to say a bracha after removing their tefillin. The bracha was lishmochukov. When they'd remove their tefillin at night, they'd say, what are you excluding from? Where do you ever find a case that you say a bracha before and not afterwards? So the answer is, to exclude smells. Smells is not after bracha. You say that before you smell it, but no after bracha. Also we saw on Shabbos' daf, you say a bracha on uh, most fragrant, uh, very fragrant things. Let's say you picking up an app, an airstroke just to smell, so you would say pore pre, pore hanoisenreatovbapeiros, and you'd smell it. Don't say an after bracha after you finish smelling it, etc. So that's the answer. Uh, interesting tosos here, just this, that a bracha, when they would take off their tefillin, it's got to do with lila, that you don't wear your tefillin at night, therefore they would say some hold you should, strictly speaking, wear your tefillin at night, but according to those who pass, can you don't wear your tefillin at night, then that's a bracha that basically they're fulfilling their mitzvah of taking off their tefillin, so it mentions that would definitely only be with people like in those days where they wore their tefillin the whole day, unlike us who take our tefillin off at like midday, um, etc. Uh, interesting task was, um, 
But uh, let's go on. Anything you eat that's the size of a beta, it would be more, more worthwhile to eat, the, to eat an actual egg. Are you having a kibetza of meat? Kibetza, remember, is a size like an egg, so if you have an egg size meat, rather eat the rather eat the egg. It's more I don't know if you're saying more healthy, has better nutritional value, etc. But rather eat the egg. Kiyoso Rabin Omar Tavabaya Migulgolasa Mishisa Kaisai Sulta. Rather a lightly cooked egg is better uh, let's say a soft boiled egg is better than six log of fine flour. I'm assuming more nutritional. Says Kiyoso Ravdimi Omar Tavabaisa Migulgolasa Mishisa Yeah, Rav Demi came and he said, yeah, a, a lightly cooked egg is better than six. If it's a roasted egg, it's better than four. And Mavushlasa, Kolshu Menu Levami Bistra. Okay, so I said it right, I guess. Any, any cooked, a cooked egg, boiled egg, is then it's not more valuable, but it's more, sorry, it's better to eat it than any other food except meat. So I said it wrong. So basically, according to this last version, um, lightly cooked egg is much better than any other food. Boil, um, roasted egg is a bit better than any other food. And, or significantly, it's uh, four times as good as other food. And the boiled egg, that would be slightly better than all other food except meat. Rabbi Akiva, Filu Ochal, Sholak. Then we mentioned in the uh, we mentioned in the Mishnah that Rabbi Akiva said you say benching even if you eat vegetables as your meals. This is Umiya Kamiri, the Sholak Mazoni. When do we ever find that eating vegetables is sustains a person? It's a Marvashi, but Kelach Shel Kruv Shonu. It's speaking about the stalk of a cabbage that is very nutritious. That will fill you. Ton Rabbanon, Tochul Yofel Shinayim, Tchul Yofel Shinayim, Vakasher Ivnei Maayim. Spleen is beneficial for your teeth, but terrible for your intestines. Leaks are good for your teeth, but bad for your intestines. Kol yerek, chai moirik. All raw vegetables would make one uh, go pale. But kol katan maktin. Any under undergrown, it's going to be referring to uh, fruit or animals that's not properly grown. Diminishes your, the one who eats its growth. Any animal, whole animal, revitalizes, rejuvenates a nefesh. Anything close to the nefesh rejuvenates the soul. Cabbage are good for food, and beets are good for a fuah. And oil And woe to the house, woe to the stomach that eats any turnips. Okay, we're going to now analyze all these teachings of this Brisa regarding that. So he says, We mentioned that chul spleen is good for your teeth, but bad for your stomach, for your digestive system. So what do you do? Chew it and spit it out, because then you get the benefit for the teeth, and you don't have it uh, harming your stomach. Beets are bad for your teeth, but good for your digestive system. So, Maita Konta, what do you do? Cook them well, and then swallow them whole. I don't chew them because they're bad for your teeth, but they're good for your stomach, so swallow them. Call Yerek Chaim Morik. We said any, veg- any raw vegetables make you pale. This is specifically if you eat them straight after having blood let. 
says is also anyone who eats vegetables before the fourth hour of day, also you're not allowed to talk to him. My time, what's the reason? Because of the bad uh, smell. I don't think it's, it seems to be that someone who eats raw vegetables, uh, sorry, someone, yeah, someone who eats vegetables first thing in the morning before eating other food, the smell that it produces, I guess, the chemical reactions, whatever, is harmful to anyone else. To, well, probably to him and anyone else. So don't speak to someone who's done that. So don't. Um, and Rabbi Yitzchak said you're not allowed to eat raw vegetables before the fourth hour yeah, Arbashos is when they would normally eat so before Arbashos is saying before breakfast anyone who eats vegetables before breakfast don't talk to them it's also to eat raw vegetables before breakfast that's another way of expressing it now Amayma Mazutra and Ravashi were sitting down before breakfast and they brought them raw vegetables Amayma and Ravashi ate them and Mazutra did not eat them so he says, why are you not eating these raw vegetables? Because you hold like Rav Yitzchak who said that anyone who eats raw vegetables you mustn't speak to them. Well, granted you're not eating raw vegetables but you're speaking to us. So that can't be what it's based on. What's it based on? So he says, says, no, I'm following a different teaching of Rav Yitzchak, Rav Yitzchak that you're not allowed to eat raw vegetables before the fourth hour of the day. So he says, yeah, I'm not... Uh, the reason I'm ta- I can talk to you because that's not what I follow. I don't hold that you're not allowed to talk to someone who's eating vegetables early in the morning. I'm not worried about the gas, the odor coming from you. That's not what bothers me. What bothers me is, reviews I said, you're not allowed to eat raw vegetables before the fourth hour in the morning. Then he says, call cut and muck Anything small that you eat diminishes your growth. Even if it's a kid, a kid, a goat worth the zuz. Not uh, trezuz, but chadzuz. Um, so it's a very valuable uh, kid. Still, so it's, it's obviously very fatty and delicious, good quality. Still, don't eat it if it's because it's not developed enough. all when it hasn't developed to a quarter of its size, but once it's reached a quarter of its size, then there isn't a pro- this problem anymore. Call nefesh meisim nefesh. We said that any. Nefesh restores a nefesh. Even this tiny type of fish. I, again, not while they're alive. There are other issues with eating live animals or live fish. But even if it's tiny fish that are already dead and you eat them whole, that gives this, has this uh, rejuvenating effect on a neshama, on a person. We also mentioned anything close to the nefesh is rejuvenates, restores the nefesh. This is referring to the throat. When you're going to get me a piece of meat, bring it to where they would say the brocha on the animal. Where do you say the brocha? Before shechita and you shech the animal. So the meat near the mokom shechita seems to have also this rejuvenating uh, effect. Then we said, Cabbage is good for sustaining you, and beets are good for refuah. Korov lemazon in lerefuah law. You telling me that korov is only good for sustaining you, but it doesn't have uh, healing properties. Bahotani, we learned in a brayse. Shishat vori merafim esachoyle. There's six things that heal a choyle. Michel yov, 
from his sickness, and it's a complete recovery. These are the following. Kruvetirdin, cabbages and beetle, maisisin, maisisin, vikiva, vaharas, cave is one of the stomachs, haras is the womb, vioseris hakoved, the lobe of the liver. So those six things are very beneficial. But one of them we mentioned was the kruv, the cabbage. And we said, kruv is good for sustenance and beets are good for health, implying that kruv is not good for health. And we see that it is. So, ela ema kruv aflamaza. No, kruv is also benefit for beneficial for sustaining you. That's, um, so, so, what, so Kruv has two factors, it's healing and it's sustaining, whereas beets are basically just good for a fuhr. We said, woe to the stomach that, woe to the person who eats turnips. If you ever see beets, uh, turnips in the marketplace, don't ask me what's for supper. Don't ask me what should we have with our bread. I definitely get it, definitely get it every time. Rava says this that it's harmful is when you eat it without meat. This that you eat it and turnips are harmful is where you don't have wine, where you don't drink wine with it. It says, Rav says it's harmful if you don't eat it with meat, and Shmuel says it's harmful if you don't eat it, what, what does it mean without wood? That you don't cook it very well. If you cook the beets very well, or the turnips very well, then they're healthy. Rabbi Yochanan says it's without wine. Sudni, beer brewer. It seems that was that was Rapopa's uh, profession. He used to brew uh, beer, date beer. Anan tavrin le bebisra We eat it with meat, turnips. We eat turnips with meat and wine. Atun delo nafish lochu chamra b'may tavrinale. You who don't have a lot of wine, what do you uh, eat it with? Amale betzini with wood. I very well cooked. After the wife of Rapopa, after she cooked it, she would weaken its taste with 80, um, 80 large logs. I should cook it, make sure to cook it very, very, very well. So again, this whole discussion is turnips. They seem very unhealthy, but we see also that they're healthy. So it's got to do with the matter that they prepared. That's the, that's the summary of that point. Ton Rabon and Dag Cotton may liach pa'omim shehu maimis. There are times when the salted fish can kill. When is that? It's like poisonous. When is that? Beshiva, Beshiva Rasa, Beestrim Beshiva, Omrila, Beestrim Beshlosha. Either on the seventh of the month, sorry, the seventh day from when it was salted, the seventeenth day from when it was salted, and the twenty seventh from when it was salted, and some say the twenty third from when it was salted. This is all where it was partially roasted. If it's well roasted, you don't have to be worried about this fish being, the salted fish being dangerous. So you must be careful when you get herring that the, what's it, the cell, the produce date isn't seven days ago, 17 days ago, or 27 days ago. And this that we said, it's fine if it's roasted well, that's where you don't drink afterwards. Uh, that you don't have beer afterwards. If you drink drink beer afterwards, then it's always fine. Then it's fine. I'll show you some mind that some of them, the last point of the mission was if you drink um, water for thirst. Now, for K-Mai, what's it coming to exclude?
choking on meat, so therefore you drink a glass of water, that's where you wouldn't say. We extend this to say anytime you're not drinking water because you're thirsty, I guess we're learning this as an example. An example is you're choking, so you want to drink something. That's when you're not drinking because you're thirsty, you don't say shakol. Um, meds, uh, medicine, you want to swallow some tablets, so again, you're not drinking because you're thirsty, so you don't say shakol. Um, certain people have their strict dietary uh, requirements of how much water they have to drink a day, and often they're sick of water by the time they come to their third glass, or whatever number of glass it is, and they're drinking it just because of... It's, uh, um, it's health uh, factors. You wouldn't say shakol on it. Um, interesting halacha, other drinks, you would most likely say brachon because you still get the benefit besides just quenching the thirst, and that is the flavor. So you're drinking fruit juice or Coke, your stomach's a bit unsettled, so some say you drink Coke, so you're drinking a little Coke to settle your stomach. Again, you're drinking it for the refuah, but it's also, you enjoy it, the flavor's nice, so you would say shackle. Unlike water, you're drinking water, um, then you wouldn't. Rabbi Tarfun said, What's the brocha you say on uh, water? What's the halacha? What's the brocha you shown on water? So, go see what people do. And Rashi says, Everyone's knowing to say shehakol and only after they've eaten. So, I wonder, according to Rabbi Tarfun, and if you tar Rabbi Tarfun and Riashi together, would you say Boren Apostles Rabbanon just before you drink water? And would you, and then afterwards would you say the same bracha? Because Rabashi said what we discussed separately, what's the after bracha? So we had a case. do you say an after bracha on water? And Ravashi held you do, like Rav Papa that you do, you say uh Borena Pashos. I was wondering, do you say the same bracha?